see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of them thought. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Hello. Hey. How's it going? Hey, it's going. Okay. You Are feeling you ready? Huh? You feeling better? Yes, I am. <laughs> so you ready to do this? Sure. Well, it's your week. All right. Welcome to another fantabulous episode of In the Stacks with Barry. Latoya. And that's it. Oh no! <laughs> I thought we'd have T'Challa today. Uh, he doesn't come over till four. Oh, that sucks. Uh, so it's his birthday weekend. His birthday is actually on Monday. Right. Going to be with me uh, this evening and uh, tomorrow. So we're doing his birthday tonight. Okay. Okay. So he's getting an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen and a whole bunch of presents and. Uh, we're probably going to watch Mulan sometime this weekend because the live action version is out. Yes, we, we saw it last night. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> and uh, we, we started watching, you know, the Lower Deck show together. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Which we'll is so... Too. Okay, huh? So we'll watch that this weekend, too. Okay, all right, all right. So tell us about um, what's been going on with you. Obviously, we're recording the show again on a Saturday. Um, Which I think may may need to become our new day. It might be. A part of me is like, I don't want to have to like, I don't like setting alarms on the weekend because, right. you know, I have to have an alarm every other day of the week. But I think that if we kind of hit the sweet spot on what time we record it, then, you know, maybe that would, that would be good. And who's, I mean, you know, we could release it on the Thursday or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> See, I'd love it at like two o'clock on Saturdays. Because, um, but then I wouldn't have to actually set an alarm because I'll be up by two. Right. Yeah. I'm up by two. But, uh, cause like today I set my alarm for 10 so that I could shower and shave and then have 11 to 12 for lunch. And then you at 12. Oh, you showered and shaved for me, Barry. I'm so, oh, just so touched. Well, of course. You know, <laughs> I shaved my legs and bikini area. And <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. So um, I know last week, I think it was last week, you had said you were going to tell us a little bit about uh, Jones County football, right? Yeah, so last night was their their first game of the season. Mm -hmm. uh, so T'Challa made his band debut, sort of. Sort of, okay. So I went to the game, of course, to, um, you know, take pictures and video of his performance. Um, but it turned out that the the power cord for the keyboard uh, burned out. Okay. Yeah. So he didn't actually get to perform. He was there. He, he like helped set up and he was like hauling stuff around and he was on the football field, mm -hmm. like standing, you know, near the, the conductors and stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, he didn't actually perform last night. Um, that sucks. Yeah. That was disappointing. Um, so I'll go back to next week's game, which is also at home. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I'll get to see him perform then. 
Um, but still, you know, it was a it was an interesting experience. Um, Drakenara went with me, and mm -hmm. uh, we saw um, they they played the fourth ranked team in the nation. Wow. Okay. And I don't know what the final score was, but at halftime we were losing thirty-seven to thirteen. Holy crap! Um, so I don't know what happened in the second half. I asked um, T'Challa, and he said he had no idea that you know. I'm what, I'm looking right now to see if there is a. Um, they were playing Grayson, the Grayson Rams. Okay, I know where they are. Um, yeah, I don't know if you really want to know the score. What was the final? <laughs> final score. Jones County 13, Grayson 51. Okay. So they, they really let up on us in the second half. <laughs> so, they, they scored um, two touchdowns in the first four minutes. And um, we, our more, one moment of glory came after they went up 14-0. Um, the next time they got the ball, uh, we forced a turnover. And mm -hmm. we um, marched down the field with a beautiful drive. And scored, and it was uh, at that point. 14 to 7 and uh it was never really close again after that so that was the glory moment and then it just faded thereafter yeah because as soon as they got the ball back they scored another touchdown to go up 21 7 and um you know. yeah yeah i mean I, it was funny um the last high school football game i went to obviously was last year with white chocolate since it was the senior year and he's also he was also in the band um mm -hmm. and it was it was similar to this, but um, Newton County actually won, um, and it was it was one of those things where it's like it reminds you of just how beautiful and pure football is still in high school, um, yeah. and I mean yeah, there were some fantastic moments, and they were very similarly where it's like within minutes of each other, there's they you know score touchdowns, and you know, and I'm like as much as I'm I mean I'm okay with watching professional football. I don't really watch much college football, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, there's something still magical about it in high school, I think for me. So yeah, I would agree. Um, and I watch a lot of NFL, but mm -hmm. yeah, I don't watch much college either. There, there's something about the college level that for some reason, it, it, to me, I get think it's because at high school, of course, they're all just playing basically for fun. Mm -hmm. um, and it, in the NFL, I understand they're playing for money. And the college level is that in-between area where they're trying to convince me they're all playing for fun, but I feel like that's not, there's a lot of money in college. Football. Right, right. There and is. so I feel like, you know, um, it's, it, it, it's not as, you know, wholesome as they make it seem, but at the same time, they're not being honest with me that it's all about money. So I just don't like it. Well, I forgot there. I was listening, you know, because when I set my alarm in the my alarm in the morning goes off and gives me a new news briefing, and then it also includes some sports. I don't remember the football player because again, I don't follow football quite so closely. Um, they were talking about a, a, I guess, a college player who has decided to sit out his last year or two, like I guess his junior year, because he wants to essentially ensure that he will be uninjured going into the, the draft um yeah. and i'm like see that that's where it starts to get a little sad for me where it's you know i mean i understand i completely get it i mean as a football oh, yeah. player your lifespan can be days <laughs> and years if you're lucky um but it does you know that's where it brings in the whole capitalism side of it and it's like you know why can't the game just be the game um 
for as long as possible. Yeah. Um, and I do, I'm on the side of uh, student athletes being paid because again, for that very reason, they may burn out in high school or sorry, college rather, and all of their earning potential for arguably the one thing that they excelled at is gone, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying that student athletes need to be wealthy. I right. do think that they, you know, and, and I don't think they should be making minimum wage or anything, but well, I think that they, well, yeah, yes, exactly. Cause it's not a living wage. Um, yeah. But I do think that there should be some compensation. And, you know, I, I suppose some people can argue and say that, well, in a lot of cases, they get scholarships and blah, blah, blah. But it's not quite the same. You yeah. know, I mean, yes, it's great to be on a college football scholarship, but going to school doesn't just mean literally going to school. You've got expenses. Some of these kids are, you know, live in or have families where they depend on that person for income or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's fair. I also saw this week um, when I was watching television a piece on Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel that with the student athletes, while there is, there is um, you know, there's apprehension around sending students back to college, um, that is not the same with the student athletes. And it's because of the money. You know, yes. it is a highly lucrative <laughs> um, revenue stream for colleges. And and it's sad to see that even during a time where coronavirus is still prevalent, that there's no cure, that they're going to send these teenage boys to live in a Petri dish, essentially, and, and um, likely get corona, which has happened. So... Yeah. Um, you know, there's, I, I don't like there's a double standard necessarily. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know how we ultimately ended up on this topic, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so what else is going on for me this week? Um, I've been depressed most of the week. I've been very unhappy and, uh, you know, I feel a little bit better today, but you know, I just, I just feel overwhelmed with life you know and i i had uh, some annoying things like uh somebody uh, hacked into my uh, cash app and uh really hundred dollars to somebody who i don't know and um so the bank says that they can you know refund it but i feel like like an affidavit and all this kind of stuff mm -hmm. and um cash app of course has been no help at all um, uh, i don't doubt that <laughs> And, uh, I mean, I do use cash app to pay the person who like does my yard, but yeah, I um, do that too. Otherwise I'd probably delete it, but, um, I pay him, you know, every two weeks out of it. Right. And that's, yeah, that's, that's all I use it for. And I mean, I had to plead with him. He's an older gentleman just to get onto some sort of, you know, app, whether it be cash app or PayPal or Venmo or whatever. So when he finally did cash app, I was like, cool. But I mean, really that's, essentially the only thing I've used that for. I've had some friends or former uh, friends in high school and stuff hit me up for money before and I've given to like two of them but and you know using cash app but I don't I don't generally think about the app on, unless I have to use it. Yeah. Um, but I mean I've been the, I guess you could say I was the same so Thursday of course we were supposed to record and you know, your, your day had gone a little sideways. And then by the time I was, you know, it was getting closer to the time that we were going to actually record, 
I was also kind of in a mood where it was just, you know, like, no, no. And, um, you know, sometimes obviously recording the show when we're in a shitty mood is pretty cool, but, uh, you know, it's my job to be the one who's doom and gloom, not you. And <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting and challenging time for myself as well. I've been in kind of a state of, I wouldn't say necessarily panic, but you know, the whole fight, flight or freeze kind of thing, just in general, I feel like I've been paralyzed or just in this frozen state of not knowing exactly what I need to be doing, me doing, uh, need to be doing with, with my life right now, feeling generally uninterested in work stuff. And, you know, the only time I, I seem to lighten up is, you know, when I go over to my brother and sister's house and, um, and even then, you know, I just, you know, I don't want to talk about work. I don't want to, you know, it's, it's just been an interesting period. And so I don't know what, I mean, can you figure out what it is that maybe got you into that headspace or just one of those things? Um, you know, I don't know if there's one thing, you know, it's just, uh, I'm tired a lot and, um, I don't know, just unhappy. Hmm. But, um, you know, compounding uh, all this, of course, is, uh, the, uh, Betsy DeVos, you know, who is mm-hmm. idiots. You know, mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, has led the charge to enforce testing this, uh, year, you know, during the pandemic thing last year, in the second semester, we, they waived our testing, uh, but they are reinstituting it this semester, uh, which means that, you know, all our kids who are, you know, virtual, you know, or even the, the kids who are in class during this strange period of time. We're gonna have to give them the EOC milestones at the end of the semester. Well, it's uh, all about the the stats and the you know. I mean, it's yeah, and that's what she says. She says, well, you know, even though this is weird times, we've got to have the data, blah blah blah. But I just think that you're gonna end up with such skewed data. <laughs> it's it's gonna be the year with the asterisk beside yeah. it or something. <laughs> and unfortunately, they use that data to help determine you know school, right. schools and funding and um i'm just afraid that you know that disparity between wealthier schools is just going to look worse mm-hmm. um and wealthier kids um and i think that little title one schools like i teach at uh, are not going to do nearly as well and it's going to no. look like our stats fell through the floor you know um and i just think it's i don't know it's just stupid I think there's too much testing anyway. You know, Governor Kemp uh, did get rid of four of the eight uh, EOCs. Oh, jeez. In a normal year um, prior to this, I would have an EOC for my ninth grade course and for my 11th grade course. Mm-hmm. They got rid of the ninth grade testing. Um, so I just have to worry about my American Lit kids, which are my two face-to-face classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most of them will do okay. That's insane. I mean, did we have to take so many tests when we were younger? I don't remember having so I, much testing. No, I. I mean, I remember the ITBS test, and yeah, I remember you know, in elementary school, and we had the California Achievement Test that would take once a year. Um, but in high school, all I remember was like finals for classes. Well, 
that and you had the the georgia writing test or whatever yeah like your, um, your graduation test or whatever yeah and that was essentially it there wasn't yeah there really yeah. wasn't much in the way of additional standardized testing yeah they started adding all those other things when um george w bush was in there with his right right behind stuff yeah. um that's when they they began all the testing and then of course there's lots and lots of testing you know but because I, I have some kids every now and then they have three milestones um in the same semester oh wow you know the way it, way it works is well it's, it's gonna be complicated but you can handle <laughs> okay all right so to pass a milestone course right the first thing you need to do is pass the class okay check if you don't pass the class you don't pass the class okay but let's say you pass the class and you eke by with a 71. Okay. You then go in to take your milestone, your EOC, right? Mm -hmm. Say that day before the test, you found out that your boyfriend was kissing some other girl in the hall. Mm -hmm. Thinking, you know, I just need to get through this test so I can go beat some ass. Right, right. <laughs> so you make a 54 on the milestone. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right. So at this point, you're not going to get credit for the class. Right. But they're going to give you another chance because you get one retake. So a couple weeks later, you have to take that milestone again. Right. Okay. So all you have to do is show improvement. So let's say you're still pissed. Right. You and your boyfriend have been fighting ever since. And, you know, you're literally wiping tears out of your eyes as you sit down and take the milestone. And does by retaking it and doing better change the fact that you've like, does yes. it mean you still fail the class? Nope. So if you come in okay. and you make a 55, which is one point higher than you made the first time, mm -hmm. you'll get credit for the class. Well, that makes no sense. Why would that negate the fact that you, you're, anyway, okay, go ahead. <laughs> because, the, because even though you failed the milestone, which shows you didn't learn anything in class, um, you still, you still can get credit if, if we show that you can make improvement after we, give you you know so. no no i get that i just don't think that i don't see why the test should have any impact on the class graded itself all right, um, so all right so students frequently say that right at which okay. point respond and say i could be a terrible teacher and just give you 100s okay you didn't learn anything so what the milestone is supposed to do is to measure you actually learning these standards mm -hmm. so so it's it's also a way to assess the teacher to see yes which so is if, okay. if my milestone scores suck every year eventually they're gonna let me go but it's like it's not just that black and white though yes that's true but that is the way it works oh, okay all right so for instance my my first year that i had a milestone class mm -hmm. my students did really well right so suddenly the next year, instead of having one milestone class like I had, all my classes were milestone classes. Oh, jeez. Right? They just look at the way. numbers. It's like, okay, Mr. Reese is going to teach all these. <laughs> right. And so it's been that way ever since. You know, I, I have a ninth grade class, and then I always have 11th grade classes. So all my classes are milestone. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. But um, if I didn't do well and they didn't want to fire me, they would probably just move me to non-milestone classes where it's not as, you know important uh, but now they really want you to pass because like at baldwin we have a 90 percent graduation rate 
right? Wow, that is actually really high. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, <laughs> there's what? That was just the way you said it. It's like right, yeah. it's I, like no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I was trying to imply. Yes, that does seem extremely abnormally high. It, um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that that was <laughs> what I intended um, by the comment. But um, all right. All right, so there's other ways you can pass the class, right? Mm -hmm. You make between a 60 and a 69 in my class is your class average, right? Mm -hmm. You apply for what's called credit repair. Oh, God. So wow. credit repair means that you will have like about a, a two-week period, right, where you sit on a computer and for every two points away from that 70 that you are, you will take one unit in this little computer class, right? Okay. 64, you're going to take three units, right? And at the end of each unit, there's a quiz you take. Mm -hmm. You take it as many times as it takes for you to pass it, right? It's the same quiz, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> So let's say you get a 64 in my class and you take those three units and eventually you pass all three quizzes. Then boom, they move you up to a 70 and you pass the class, right? Now you still have to pass the milestone parts, like we said, right? Right. All right, so there's that, okay? Okay. <laughs> Sometimes, depending on the year, they will lower that 60 to like a 55. Why and how is it well, so it's, arbitrary? Well, you know, it's, they, they have reasons. They would tell you it's not arbitrary. I'm but, sure they'd say that, but I mean, what reason would you have to have a standard one year and then change it up for any possible? Okay. Well, go ahead. So for instance, one year at this hypothetical high school. <laughs> okay. Um, it was felt that one particular instructor may have had too harsh of a grading policy. And basically they failed too many kids, right? And so the thinking was that some of these kids who got like 57s in their class, if they were in any other teacher's classes, probably would have gotten closer to a 70, right? Oh my gosh. So what they would do in that particular subject is lower it to a 55 to try and, you know, help out with that situation. <sighs> okay. So, so many feelings there, but okay. Another thing that could be done at some high schools is that if you're a senior, right? Mm -hmm. Those last few weeks before graduation, they're going to do everything possible to get you to pass, right? Um, so you may take, you know, all kinds of credit repair. Right, right. I mean, I know it's important to keep that statistic up of yeah. those who graduate. So, yes. Yes. Okay. So at some schools, not at my school, but at some schools, you might argue, well, yes, 85% of your kids graduate, but how many of those 85% are truly? Exactly. Right. So. I oh, yeah, that just makes my head hurt. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, yeah, we're getting we're getting way way into the weeds here, you know. But um, well, I mean, because it's like the whole again, it goes back to the whole no child left 
behind. And, right. and it's like, you know, well, s- some people are left behind. That's the kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like this whole passing people forward rather than keeping where, them where they are and teaching them at, at where they are to get them to the standard. We're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. We'll, you know, do whatever so that this person passes and it could be somebody else's problem. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yes, go on. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's stuff like that going on that's just kind of, you know, weighs upon you. Um, okay, what else? Uh, Robbie Music. There's new Robbie Music. Yes, uh, unfortunately, I did not get to watch the or listen to it. Um, when I was about to, I was actually talking to Kay, so he kept the conversation going longer than I thought. So do tell me, you sent me the, uh, the what is it, the album cover or the art artwork for it. Um, yes, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, um, so um, I was not that, I didn't know it was coming out until uh, Spotify just, uh, you know, told me, hey, one of my favorite artists has new music. And um so I uh, listened to it. It's, uh, it's a duet basically with a group called the, uh, the Struts. Mm-hmm. And uh, the song is called Strange Days. And I was unfamiliar with the Struts. Um, but, you know, I like the song a lot. Um, you know, I, I saved it to my um, Spotify playlist right away. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's very catchy. And uh, I, it makes me think I might go and look for another song or two by the Struts. Hmm. Um, to see if I if I like them, they're more of a rock sound. Okay. Uh, Robbie usually has, uh, but Robbie sounds really good on the track. Mm-hmm. So I don't know anything about the Struts. So I don't know if they're like Robbie fans or I assume they're British, you know, or whatever. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, so I know all the Robbie Williams fans out there uh, should go and check it out. Well, I will definitely be checking it out. Um... But yeah, that's that's actually kind of interesting. I I, I I forgot that I don't have well, with my dot, you know, I did tag some of my like favorite artists and stuff. Um, so it'll tell me when there's new music. You know, I don't think I actually had noted Robbie Williams, but then again, I don't pay for like Amazon Unlimited or anything with the music. So mm-hmm. the library that is the free library, which I think is basically like for example, 6 million songs versus paying on limited and you getting 60 million songs. Um, I'm still kind of on the fence about what I want to do. We're under a family plan for um, Apple music. And the thing is though, you know, I predominantly use my, my dot. I always use Amazon stuff. I find it to be more convenient. And so practically every room, my, my house has a, a, a dot in it. So um, I'm very much into that ecosystem and you can, it will pull music from your Amazon, your Apple music collection. Mm-hmm. Um, if you set that as your default, but I think I prefer using Amazon. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. don't know. I just looked them up. They've been around since 2012. The struts have. Okay. They're an English rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, says they play glam rock and hard rock. Okay. Their influences are Queen, The Darkness, The Rolling Stones, Aerosmith, Def Leppard, The Killers, The Smiths, Oasis, Michael Jackson, Strokes, mm-hmm. and My Chemical Romance. So they didn't even say Bowie. I was expecting them to say Bowie. 
Mm-hmm. Says that they've opened for the Rolling Stones and the Foo Fighters. Okay. Guns and Roses. Okay. So it just says on uh, August 28th, they released a single, um, a new album and a single titled Strange Days. The single with Robbie Williams was released on September 2nd, and the album will be released on October 16th. So. Okay. Yeah, the lead singer, there's an interesting picture of him in like some sort of leather outfit that's like red and black. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's got a lot of fringe on it. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, you'll have to tell me if you do the deep dive like you did with Kiss with these with this group. Um, you'll definitely have to share with us if <laughs> um if you ultimately like them. So I'm I'm still waiting on my I ordered two Kiss t shirts. Oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> And uh, I'm about to read my third Kiss book. I read uh, one that covered their unmasked period. And then I read um, Paul Stanley's autobiography, which I got uh, signed by him. And uh, yeah, now I'm about to read one that covers their four solo albums. They were all released on the same day in 1978. Uh, Oh, that's interesting. Did not know that. That's actually really cool. Yeah. So, um, and I've been spending a lot of time listening to the four solo albums mm-hmm. anticipation of the book arriving uh, okay so, yeah I, I will say um because i know you're, you're wondering um <laughs> uh, album was definitely the best whose albums are you ace freely he was okay a, no um, you just i didn't hear what you were saying so paul stanley's sounds like a kiss album okay um he's he's generally the lead singer mm-hmm. um it sounds just like a Kiss album, but it's not like great Kiss stuff. It sounds like the it sounds like Kiss album filler stuff. Okay, all right. So like sort of the B sides of yes, yes. Okay. Then there's um, Peter Chris's album, which is not my cup of tea. Okay. Um, he was very much into like um, Rod Stewart type stuff. Oh wow! All right. And so there's a lot of like jazzy, soft rock. Mm-hmm is um and then there's uh gene simmons's album which okay. is weird really weird yes i would expect that so he was dating Cher at the time um so Cher sings back up on a couple of songs mm-hmm. diana ross sings back up on one really okay lots of lots of famous people make appearances on gene's album um there's a couple of songs on it that are just really they're really good rock and roll songs and then there's some some odd things. Um, his favorite <laughs> of all time is "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." Mm-hmm. I actually knew that. Yeah, which he he performs on the album. Um, <sighs> it, the song that closes the album, and uh, that's in, it's interesting. Hmm. I, actually, I take it back. I don't think it is one, a rainbow. I think it's "Once You Wish Upon a Star." Hold on. Is it or is it "Smile"? No, I think that was. Is that Michael Jackson's with Smile? Um, yes, it, it is When You Wish Upon a Star. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I must have been, I was just confused in general. Yeah, he says he relates to the song. Uh, he said that when I first heard that song, I could barely speak English, but I felt the words were true. Oh, wow. I mean, and yeah, I, the music has that kind of power, so. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's weird hearing Gene Simmons sing it, you know, and it's got, it's all orchestral. I mean, it's, it's a full on Disney version. Well, I like it 
like the idea of all of them doing solos just in terms of a concept and then you get to know more about the individual personalities on in terms right. of like if they were doing it what would they do um and so you know it's like you get to almost contrast that against what the band does and what the individual tastes are in music and kind of what all plays into um make up the group so that's yeah. pretty cool i mean and, and sure i think it would be unrealistic that they'd all be hits or something but um hmm. yeah and of course each one dedicated it to the other three members of the band okay and they all came out on the same day and they all went platinum and stuff but um uh, aces was the only one that had a hit song though okay uh, he did uh, new york groove um do you recognize the title I sort of recognize the title. And when I first saw New York Groove and I saw it was a hit, I was like, I don't know that song. And so I went and sought it out and listened to it. And I was like, oh yeah, I know this song. Um, I just, I I certainly didn't know it was by a member of Kiss, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it reached number 13. Um, It's a good song. Uh, They apparently play it at like all the New York Yankee and Mets games and stuff like that, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying I'm it's it's I'm trying to listen to actually um a piece of it now so that I can it's uh, when I google it it's it's showing New York Groove live at the Brooklyn Bridge in 1996. Yes, yeah, he performed it there with Kiss, yeah. Oh jeez, I I I keep fast forwarding and now they just started singing. <laughs> Yeah, I think I have heard this song. Yeah. But yeah, it took all of almost 40 seconds to start singing. Yeah. (laughs) So, Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So maybe I'll listen to the struts and get into them. Okay. So we're, of course, on the topic of music. Yes. Um, And the (laughs) you suggested that i take a a a look and a listen at wap which is cardi b's very controversial (laughs) um music video and before you tell what you thought of it i did watch it with uh, t'challa who's not here oh my gosh see that's just wrong i was like okay let me watch it with miles and gwen because i was like this can't just be a solo experience so (laughs) um yeah i it so outside of the visual chaos of it all um i was certainly listening to the lyrics and i was like oh my god it was very raunchy very not even so much suggestive it i mean it it says it to you um you want to tell people what wap means in case they don't know no 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 i'm good i'm good i mean you can tell them you can remind them but i'm not saying it it means wet ass pussy right and so it you know i think i was just uncomfortable in general but then to have my brother sitting right beside me and his wife right you know it was like i can't believe we're watching this together so gwen and i were totally like oh my god and i mean again since i was listening to the lyrics i was even more mortified right. and my brother is like yeah uh-huh <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. yeah. um <laughs> i just i found it there's very... a lot of booty there's a lot of booty yeah, yes um yeah. I just, 
I, 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 mm. what bothers me about the lyrics <laughs> is that a lot of people are talking about, you know, what a female empowerment song it is. That's not like I it's literally not. thought it was the opposite. Yeah, because like there's lines in there about, you know, ask for a car while you're riding him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he can pay your bills and he can pay your, what is it, your tuition and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it seems like it's all about, you know, using your, your, you know, wet ass pussy mm -hmm. to get him to pay for things. Right. Which to me is not female empowerment. No, no. Yeah. And I mean, what is it? There's lyrics including you effing with some WAP. Bring a bucket and a mop for this oh, yeah. WAP. Oh, Tatala's oh, uh, favorite part was when, when, he, when she says, you know, I want you to park mm -hmm. your bus yep. in my big... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just... I mean, I was just uncomfortable because it reminds me of, you know, how much slack male rappers and stuff get yeah. for what they do in their videos and what they rap about and i'm like how is this okay for a female to do essentially that i mean i guess it's because they're doing it to themselves they're choosing to do it but I still it's i i know i i mean once was enough well i want to talk about what did you think about some of the visuals um the, 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 like the opening scene with the fountain. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, it, yeah, it, it was it was a lot. The visuals were interesting. You know, the whole point where I forgot which one it is was doing the split, and yeah. I I just it really was like watching a train wreck happen, and it was like you couldn't just. <laughs> Before you are able to accept what just happened in one frame, you're trying yeah. to understand what's happening in the next. Um, it, at one point, said there's a lot going on in this video. I was like, yeah, yeah. It 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 felt like, and I think he said, was it, did he say it that it was like no, or maybe it was you that like no one told them no at any point. They're like, let's yeah, make yeah, this as go. salacious as you want it to be. Um, you know, you want to put a kitchen sink in there, sure. Um, yeah. You know, it just, it, it, thought it was, it was uncomfortable. And I mean, in those mom moments, I was like, is it that I'm just old? You know, <laughs> you yeah. know, I just, cause I'm like, if this is what kids are listening to or people are really listening to, like that are my age, then that really says a lot. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're the target audience by any means, but. Oh, no, no. Um, yeah, it was, if you haven't seen it, please make sure that there's no children present, um, yeah. when you watch it or, or have any children in earshot of it. Um, it was definitely one that one and done. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Something that I think it's fun to do, cause I actually tried this, you know, cause a lot of times I'll play rap music in class and I usually, you know, choose the clean versions. Mm -hmm. so it's a clean version. Yeah. I when I was Googling it, it said, yeah, that was, and I'm like, how is it possible for there to be a clean version of there's this a, song? There's a lot of silence. <laughs> Could, yeah. I mean, but how do you make Beautiful. a clean version of a song when it's content just on the name alone? Is You can't clean yeah. that up. <laughs> just, well, they wow. 
and say wow they just you know don't you know right 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 so yeah so you gotta try that at some point because yeah i don't want to spit i want to gulp i want to gag so, I, mean, I want to choke me of when i i think because she seems so shocked by some of the things we talk about um she seems very much like a a good sweet person you mm-hmm. know so i mean yeah it's, i i just picture her being absolutely horrified by that video yes she very much so it was um it it was interesting and like we said it was after i mean i felt dirty during and after and there were moments of silence after where it was just it was surreal because i'm like and this is the stuff that is mainstream you know it's it, it oh, just yeah. I, I i can't so i did list i have heard ice cream several times oh, um, yes. since we I'm talked about it like it um my my niece uh beyonce of course she loves it like i saw her yesterday and that was the first thing she started talking about i'm like oh yeah i've seen it and she's like she doesn't understand why i would be watching something that has black pink and um you know because she's a huge fan of black pink maybe not so much uh selena because she's my my niece is 11 so for one, I don't know why she's allowed to really, you know, listen to much of that kind of music. Right. But um, yeah, she 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 loves it, it. A lot of it's in another language, so you know. I get, I guess so. Um, but you know, I I wouldn't say that Blackpink is is meant to be a role model. Um, no, I wouldn't say that either. Um, but then yeah, too, I think, I think certainly better than a lot of uh, the American groups. <laughs> Well, sure, um, but I mean, the, the clothing they wear is suggestive. The things that they do is suggestive, are suggestive, which I mean, I think is the case in any era when you really think about it. I mean, us growing up there, we were always drawn towards maybe some of the, the groups that, you know, we probably shouldn't have been. But I, I mean, I do still feel a little uncomfortable. And I mean, this has been the case with her, um, with, with my niece forever. She's always been allowed to or been exposed to music that i don't believe is age appropriate um but you know that cat is out of the bag can't put it back in kind of thing so um she really likes it and i because i keep hearing it so i'll you know i'll have my dot play music throughout the the day so i'll tell it kind of what mood i'm in and it'll play something usually if i say i want to hear happy music it plays pop (laughs) and so on the channel i think yesterday i heard it all of three or four times um and I mean, it does get stuck in your head. I, I will say that yeah. much. Um, I, I, I like it. It's not my. It's not amongst my favorite. Black no, 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 no. Um, I think the more they try to break America, the more they're kind of going for the low hanging fruit. Yes. Of you know, just kind of sexually charged, cutesy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they were doing. I mean, like to me, "Kill This Love" is a great anthemic song. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't feel like this or the song they did with Lady Gaga were it was is anywhere even attempting to be that impressive. Um, but have you watched the, you've watched the video as well, right? Yes, I did. I did. My problem with the video is that it is so obvious that Selena and Blackpink did not actually collaborate on this song. Right. 
<laughs> never appear together in the video. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, this is, it feels entirely like it's one of those things where Selena, you know, went into a studio. Yeah, completely manufactured. And Blackpink went into their studio and did their parts. And I, I, I would least would have liked to have seen them together. I mean, it's like when Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga did that Rain On Me video or whatever. At least they're together through the whole damn video. <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, I get it. I, I And I agree with you, actually. Yeah. Um, I, it, what's interesting to me, I think I saw something, um, I don't know if it was in a teaser or whatever, where they were talking, Blackpink was talking about how much they're like, oh my gosh, we get to record with Selena Gomez. And, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, the whole you know she's a legend i'm like oh my god i'm freaking old yeah I know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like to me i still see her kind of you know as, what is it uh what is it which is a waverly place or whatever it is that she did yeah, originally. Yeah. and i still see her in that through that lens she's still a child in some ways to me um you know if you had said oh i'm gonna go in the, the studio with you know Celine Dion or even Lady Gaga or something like that yeah that to me is it just I mean I mean and I don't take it the wrong way because I actually like Selena's music I have yeah. a bit of it actually in my iTunes library and I do like hearing her but it's just like I feel like she's not quite there yet you know kind of like Britney Spears were early on you know it's like oh she could be but you yeah. need the the longevity in in um in the industry and i know that she's recorded several albums but i still I, she's still a child to me <laughs> yeah so, i get it. yeah but yeah so i did enjoy it um it does grow on you so if you haven't listened to it yet definitely check out ice cream um what is it black pink featuring selena gomez um the video is cute ish mm -hmm. cutesy mm -hmm. and and like you said there i think that they are somewhat pandering for the american charts so yeah. Um, which is, you know, whatever, fine. It, I mean, not it, all it, songs it, need it, to be ballads and mean, or, you know, whatever. So, yeah. So, so yeah. I see there it was an early Christmas. Yes. Yeah, so now, granted, I have not balanced my checkbook in like a month right now. But, uh, you know, we're very much getting into uh, Animal Crossing. And so... So for my brother, like an Animal Crossing segment on the show. <laughs> we should. Um, so for my brother, um, well, I guess for all of us, I just happened to order the one for myself and my brother. His came in early. We've gotten. We decided to get gaming chairs. Um. So it's. But you need it, gaming chairs for for Animal Crossing. Well, no, no, we no. There's actually not a Animal Crossing branded one, but because right. we are so devoted to the game um i think at this point my brother has already played over 430 hours probably more because he uses two different characters um i think when i checked last night i was at like 375 something like that anyway and i mean we've had the game since the 24th of july so anyway because we're often together and we when we get together to play we're not playing for just an hour or so it's like three four plus hours at a time um you know we want to be comfortable so i was looking them up and was just like you know what at the time i, I was going to order a marvel one a marvel gaming chair and 
we, my brother, like at that point was like researching all of these. So we kind of switched around what we were going to get. And then finally all decided on one. So um, it's a respawn 110 and it, it has a pop out footrest as well. So it's like an office chair, just it, there's a footrest component to it. And so the one he got, they had in stock. Um, and so I, that I told him, okay, this is your Christmas present because it was not cheap. I mean, right. you know, relatively speaking. And um, mine is on back order because the color I want. So we're getting all the exact same chairs, just different um, highlight cover, color, basically. Um, mm -hmm. So he got the gray, which is in stock. I wanted blue because blue is my favorite color and my favorite mood. Um, <laughs> and, um, and then the one for Gwen, we're waiting to see if the price drops because Gwen, the one she wants is the same model but it's in white and pink. So it looks like the Gwen colors from, you know, of course, um, uh, Spider-Man. So, right. yeah, so he got that. And then one of my clients is, was, is in the process of selling her house. And I had had a um, iPad for her that she'd gotten and just never used. And so I basically bartered time for that. And so I gave that to my nephew on white chocolate. And I also got him an Apple pencil um, because he's, a, he's still waiting to get sent off to basic. And so we don't think, I mean, he should have already been gone, gone, but you know, with Corona and blah, blah, blah. And he's going reserves, not active. So um, mm -hmm. I gave that to him early. Cause I was like, you know, Hey, this way you get some use out of it before you have to go off to basic. And right. so even last night he was like, you know, thanks really for the, for the gift. It's really come in handy. So yeah, I gave him an iPad mini five, which is the most recent one. It's the only iPad that allows you to use a pencil, but you have to use the first gen pencil. Um, anyway, so I got him his stuff and I'm like, okay, Merry Christmas. I'm done. And then I've started because I'm not sure about Gwen's chair situation. I started to get, um, get her a few things here and there. And I did actually end up getting a couple other lower priced items for my brother. Um, because I'd finished my Christmas shopping, um, months ago, but I didn't, I always wait. It's always at the very end that I get my immediate family stuff. Um, because you know, based on we, I make every everyone now knows that you have to have an Amazon gift uh, wish list. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to have to ask you for anything. Just put what you want. I'll pick what I can afford. So, um, so we all have lists, and that's where we go to get stuff. Or like in some cases, I get inspiration to get them other stuff based on what's on their list. Um, mm. So yeah, so they've gotten their gifts already. And I'm waiting for my chair to arrive. Mine should be here, I guess, within within a month. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me um, when it gets there. But I'm looking forward to the fact that I'll be able to recline back. And if I want to take a nap in the chair, I can take a nap in the chair. <laughs> nice. So, so yeah, and it's going to uh, stay over at their their house, not mine, since the vast majority of my gaming time happens over there. So while we were sitting around last night, though, we have our favorite YouTuber who does, um, she does streams and stuff of her playing um, Animal Crossing. And then she has her, uh, I guess, almost like weekly videos and stuff. And so 
someone yesterday when she was live streaming and asked, you know, what advice would she give to someone who wants to get into being a YouTuber or whatever. And so she said, you know, just make sure that you bring something to the table, essentially, that there's a demand for and that, that there isn't already that within the space. Because she said you can't bank on someone else's success using whatever formula, formula, formula that they use for it to translate for you as well. So, you know, it was like, I just kind of sat there and was percolating for a little bit. And I was like, well, you know, maybe we should do, uh, you know, uh, YouTube, like stream or video or whatever with the three of us playing. Um, because there's so much that we've learned in a short period of time. And we go about the game in, in different ways. Uh, our islands are completely different from each other. Um, it certainly speaks to our personalities and stuff. But I said, you know, it would be kind of cool if we could do, um, you know, three streams and record the show. Um, I mean, yeah, while we're playing it. So my, I told my brother to look into it and he's like, oh, just have white chocolate, figure it out or whatever. Because, you know, it's not as straightforward when you're going to be trying to, to stream three screens in one right. you know so so i mean i started to get excited a little bit because i was like for as much energy and money and all that stuff we've invested in the game um you know it would be just kind of fun to do another fun thing for us to do together so i use um this program called loom and um what's that the basic version is free and you can um you can you know record your screen and you can have your choice of just having your voice over it or you can have your face appear in like a little corner window. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of people do use it for game recording, you know, loom, um, loom, L O O M. Yeah. Um, okay. Version if you want it to, um, we use it for school to record lessons for our, you know, students. Oh, it's owned by Dropbox. Okay. Really? Okay. Yep. <laughs> I, it's extremely easy to use. It um, was um, founded in 2015. So, I mean, not very yeah. old at all. You can use a Google extension or you can download an app to your desktop. Um, but anyway, um, I use that and I was, I was trying to talk uh, to Chala into like us doing like a series of, yeah, I wanted to do like a series of like almost reaction videos with him. Where, oh, okay. Where every time I would introduce him to like some old um, music video mm -hmm. you know, and get his reactions to them. That would be cool. Yeah, but he's, he said reaction videos are lame and lazy. And uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wanted to show him, like, some good videos, some cheesy videos, because a lot of kids today, I mean, they haven't seen things we thought were classics, like Hungry right. Like Wolf, you know, mm -hmm. a great video, you know. Um, and then sometimes I was just going to show him, like, cheesy videos, you know, get his reactions to them. But, um, yeah, he wasn't down for that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm but checking. I don't, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if it would work for what you're talking about with multiple screens and all right, that. Right. Yeah, that's what I was looking for and stuff. And so, I mean, again, it was just something I mentioned last night, and I don't know about the actual feasibility because we're not obviously trying to spend additional money, or at least, um, you know, unreasonable amounts of money um, for something that we're just kind of playing around with to begin with. Most of the people that I see um, streaming. Uh, video game stuff it's on twitch yeah, it's on twitch which i've never used at all i've never used it so so um our 
she's on Twitch, um, but she's also on um, YouTube. So like, I think she does two live streams on YouTube a, a week and two on, on Twitch. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, again, the fact that we want to do three <laughs> or, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe two. And then considering that we'd probably do it live, then, you know, one of us could be the person that's kind of handling or reading out the questions that, that may come up from people who are viewing live. So I don't know. It's, what I was more interested in, because mm -hmm. sometimes I, I've gotten into watching the occasional um, RPG group, mm -hmm. a number of them that now will stream their, you know, sessions. Mm -hmm. be more interested in watching like one of your D&D &D sessions. We haven't, well, my brother's still very much into it. He had a zero, um, zero session this past week. I think he's in two different campaigns right now. And he was doing, he was DMing for my nephew and his friends um, for the past several months. They had a, a, a you know, a game and an in-person game and stuff. So um, that is, yeah, I think that that might be interesting. I'll, I'll have to mention it to him if he's in a group that would or plan to possibly do the whole live streaming thing and um he said that he thought so you know obviously he's in the in the um in the industry and uh the movie film industry is still <laughs> still not really um doing anything uh, he had said that he briefly thought about maybe doing like uh you know a youtube thing or whatever because i mean yeah he he plays he plays the game all day he you know also does the the um games the rpg stuff and so but he he then thought he's like yeah no i, I ain't got time for that because <laughs> it's not like in the early days where it's like you just record something and you throw it up there i mean it's like it's a legitimate business and um you know he i don't know if he's really he, my brother's never been um driven by money or anything like that so so yeah but but yeah, so that's that's kind of what's been going on um, as far as what I've been watching on TV. Not a lot um, because of obviously gaming and then just other stuff going on. But I did watch uh, American Greed this week and two episodes of Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel, which I love. Uh, and then I started watching a series that I had tagged at one point, but a colleague on one of my projects that I work on um, said that um you know she's like oh it's really really good and so i was like okay let me let me get into watching something right now and so i watched the first 11 episodes of prodigal son it is a fox show which is unfortunate simply because i'm watching it on demand on my xfinity and mm -hmm. so every almost every commercial break has a trump ad and I just like I I can't fast forward through it. I just become uncomfortable every time it comes on. But yeah. the show itself is actually really good. So she'd explained it as like she's like if you're in if you're into Dexter, just minus the much of the gore, um, you know, then it's definitely one to watch. It has Michael Sheen in it. Uh, it has. Um, Bellamy Young, she was on Scandal. So when it premiered, like, or when they were, you know, uh, teasing it, it was one that I was like, oh, this looks like it could be interesting. And when I watched it within the first less than seven minutes of the show, of the first episode, I was like, yeah, I'm watching it. 
Um, so it's, it's, it's more of like a psychological thriller. Right. Uh, the basis being that Michael Sheen is, he's the father. He is a, he was a serial killer. Um, his son was maybe eight or so at the time and they had been extremely close. And so he turns his life into like the flip side of what his dad did. So he tries to solve the, he's a profiler, but he is, um, <laughs> he is his his personality is unique so you know kind of like when you think of like monk or just whatever it it's a very unique personality that he has so he often rubs people the wrong way not intentionally but he's psychologically very messed up um i would suggest that you take a look at it, it just again it's just really i think it's very engaging i think it's a very smart show okay. um it is a current show and i did see so it, the plan had been that it was going to be 22 episodes but it was only 20 because of the pandemic uh wow. but they did renew it for another season season so um i'm wondering as, as far as being in the middle of this first season where they're gonna go because there's so much that they're unpacking and it just it's it i i highly recommend it's a very interesting show okay but so I, I've spent about 13 hours this week watching TV, which is definitely a, a low for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that takes serious time away from your Animal Crossing. <laughs> exactly, because I don't like to play Animal Crossing while I'm watching something like that. So uh, yeah, I haven't been, everything I've been watching lately has been old stuff. Um, because you can't find anything new to watch. You keep rewatching old stuff. I mean, I, I'm still watching the occasional new episode of, um, you know, uh, My Name Brooke. is Pearl. Like, I watched two episodes of that. What do you mean an occasional new episode? My that I haven't Pearl. seen. Okay, because I was like, um, that show has been off the air for a while, but all right. Yeah, when I say new, that means... <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to the Ratchet, you know, the Nurse Ratchet show that stars, um, what's her name, Sarah Paulson. Uh, that debuts later this month on Netflix. I'm looking forward to that. Hmm. Well, I mean, I know you're a big Sarah Paulson fan. I'm. I can take her or leave her. I'm not really. You know. Well, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of her. I've I watch her in a lot of things. Right. In a lot of Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. and I do like Ryan Murphy. Um. So yeah, I'm still. I'm about to finish up Coven. I've been rewatching that on American Horror Story. Um. And which that was the best season. And. Uh, I've uh, I'm still going through Re- uh, no Reno nine one one I am going through that but I'm also going through nine one one I'm up to the episodes where they have all the flashbacks about Athena okay all right um, and I've been kind of holding off on those because just from, based on the description I'm like I don't know those sound like not what I'm looking for but um, yeah I, you're right like I. <laughs> I usually well what I do with the with 911 I don't actually really look at the the description for the episode anymore because it's one of those that yeah it's like oh do I want to go what it you know it's like is this too serious for me is it you know but yeah. then once I hit play you know I just you know with with her acting Angela Bassett and Peter Krause and stuff I'm like yeah you just kind of get reabsorbed back into the show so um yeah. I, during the commercials for Prodigal Son, of course, they were showing commercials for it, and of course, the bastard sister of 
of that show, the one that you watched that I, I like, I don't, is it just me or in the commercials, it looks like Liv, Liv Tyler's face is going to fall off or something. I've, I've told you that before, that she looks horrible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean. Whatever, it, work, and, whatever and, work she had done was not good work. And it wasn't, I mean, it's not even close-ups. I mean, it, I mean, it's, I think it's almost as close as, she, as you can get with very quick flashes without oh, yeah. it. You know, it, it's, it's um, yeah, it, it's and I strange. Think sometimes they, I think sometimes they do that, that soft lens thing with her, too. Mm-hmm. Um, where they like smear the the camera with some Vaseline, <laughs> okay. uh, where it's like you're seeing her through like some sort of haze, you know, because yeah, I mean it looks horrible, and I hate to say that because everybody gets old. Right, right, right. And if, but it, it's it almost uh, would have been better for her to just age than to do. That I think so. I, yeah, because yeah, it's it's all almost like a Melanie Griffiths Griffiths kind of thing where yeah. it's like yeah, someone needed to tell you to not go under the knife so many times. Yeah. It's, it's um, distracting. It is. It it is. And I mean, and I hate that there is the double standard when it comes to females and males yeah. on the screen. Um, but I think yeah, it's because Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe looks hotter than ever. Exactly. I mean, you know, I don't think that man could look bad, but um, it's it's very different when a female starts to age. Mm-hmm. And and I think maybe for us, because we've I don't know if it's brainwashing, but we we very much notice when it's a female that's looking old compared to a male looking old because it's like, oh, he's looking more distinguished and blah, blah, blah. Right. With a female, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, it's like she got old. Well, so. yeah, culturally, you know, I mean, women are partially valued on their youth, right? And men are valued on their money and things like that. Which older men tend to have more money than young men. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women are attracted to that. Whereas with men, we're taught, you know, yeah, you know, this girl's 50 and she's okay, but look at that girl over there, he's like 22. Right, right, yeah. And I mean, you know, it is on The year old is immature and all that, but you're still programmed by, I think, I, I, some people say it's like a, a, a genetic, not genetic thing, but it's almost like a, a thing in terms of... A like prop- a primordial thing? Yeah, you know, that men want young women who can have lots of babies, mm-hmm. you know, that's not how they think about it, but right, right, right. Older men who are more established, who have proven their, you know, manhood, um, that kind of thing. But I think part of it's just cultural too. Well, and I mean, I th- I think too, it's because you know, of course, Hollywood is like on crack when it comes to you know chasing youth and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I think that in some cases, um, or for, I guess for the majority of women, that it because the the way you look is so important they're willing to go to some extremes that in the end don't turn out very well as they continue to age um whereas guys not so much you know it's like yeah i and it's sad but like i think of when i think of actresses who that would not impact i think of like helen Mirren or or Mirren or um or what is oh her name just went straight out of my head Meryl Streep you know I'm like yeah. as they've aged I think they've certainly had really great material to work with and right. so their aging is not a component of the Gurney Weaver's done pretty good exactly yeah um Jamie Lee Lew- no, Curtis oh, Jamie Lee Curtis yeah <laughs> Well, I was thinking, but um, but yeah, but I think that some of these, because unfortunately for me, Liv Tyler, 
whenever I think about her as an actress, I always think of Lord of the Rings. So the that's first thing I think of those Aerosmith versions. Well, of course, but I'm saying well, in I'm thinking movies. even younger. <laughs> but in the movies, I think of that, and it's like, unfortunately, you know, she can't look like that forever. No. Um, but that is my frame of reference when I'm thinking about um, Liv Tyler, be you know, in terms of what she does. So, hmm. All right, so show's starting to go on long. Tell me about Milan. Um, I was the only one in the group that really enjoyed it. Uh, okay. So myself and Miles and Gwen and White Chocolate and Beyonce watched it last night. Beyonce was bored out of her mind. But then again, too, I think, is there like a, is, are, is, are they still calling kids of her age like millennials or is there something after that? I think there's something after that. Okay. Is but, she like the uh, Z generation adamant. or something? He, yeah, he's adamant. He is not a millennial. He's a whatever this other thing. <laughs> well, I'm Gen X millennial because I'm on the cusp. And, right. uh, you know, so, but yeah, she was just bored. Um, white chocolate was just like, eh, you know, and Gwen was just, she, she liked it, but... Um, it is definitely an adult version of Mulan. So if you're looking for all, you know, like musical numbers and all that kind of stuff, the nice warm feeling of this is not it. I mean, I think it's done very well. I think it's truer to the culture than, of course, the animated film is. I wow. mentioned to her that, you know, apparently in China, when it came out, they absolutely hated Mushu because of you know the depiction right. of so i said this one feels a lot more genuine um there's pieces of it that are like um crouching tiger <laughs> hidden dragon and that you have to take it for th what that is it is an adult version of mulan uh they did have like the so the instrumental of reflection and stuff played throughout throughout pieces of the the movie but right. i actually really i enjoyed it i was like um since this is a live action version i think that it definitely played more to adults um there was nothing inappropriate there's like i don't even recall there being any kissing or anything like that in the movie um but i mean i enjoyed it i i thought it was very well done the casting was really really done very well um but it does run a little slow in parts. Again, you know, it is what it is. But I enjoyed it. Uh, however, I was apparently the only one that really enjoyed it. Um, White Chocolate and Miles said that they felt like the pacing was a bit off. They were trying to get too much into a, a short period, period of time. Because I think the runtime is an hour and 56 minutes. So there is a lot of story <laughs> that they try to pack in there. Um, so Miles had said he wishes that maybe ultimately it was just a longer film so that it could breathe a bit more. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed it. And I didn't so much mind paying the $30 or $29.99 for the film. I know that they're going to release it at no additional charge in December on Disney Plus. But, you know, when... $30, if you're going to only have to pay $30 and there's going to be, you know, what, five of us watching it, 
Right. You know, that's cheaper than trying to get us all to the movie theater and, and getting fed. Cause I, I mean, you know, we had pizza and, and Coke, you know, and so it was far cheaper <laughs> to do it at home. I know that that is still plan um, that Disney had planned that this was the only film they were going to do like this, where they were going to, you know, charge you the upcharge. And um, oh. so I, I am very, very curious, curious about what, the numbers are i mean you know they don't have to release it but i i am truly curious um yeah so hmm. okay well that doesn't fill me with excitement for them well i and i know i'm sorry i don't really i don't mean to <laughs> to suck the air out of the room in that in that sense but i i enjoyed it go into it looking at it as a standalone don't go thinking you know well you know in the in the animated series, blah, 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 blah. I mean, yes, it's the same characters, that kind of stuff, but it's it feels different. And so when we do our, our show next, I'm very curious about what you, um, what you think. Okay. And if you need to watch, I mean, you know, I don't know if you feel any way about paying that $30. You know, I think once you buy it, it's on your account forever, apparently. So if you need to watch it for, <laughs> for free, just let me know. <laughs> Yeah, because I yeah for some reason I thought it was already free. I, I knew I thought they had changed it to be. Nope. Yeah, it'll be free in December. Okay, so I might just go and wait till December then. No, it's not that serious. I can just you can just use my login. Well, yeah, but I mean it's just. It's already paid for, so it doesn't sound that, that great seen. now. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. No, don't don't take it as that. Anyway. So wrapping this up, I know that we're running long or I guess running on time for a change. <laughs> mm. uh, so you texted me this week about Joe Exotic and you're like, oh, have you heard about Joe Exotic? And I was like, yeah, sure. I heard that he has a new underwear line that, they, <laughs> that they're putting out. And you're like, no, that's not the biggest news kind of thing. So tell us what happened to uh, Joe Exotic. This well, and as with everything else in Joe's world, I think you have to sometimes wonder how much of what he's saying is that actually what happened. Right. Mm -hmm. um, he was uh, beaten up in prison, assaulted. He says he was raped by a prison guard. Um, and, you know, he, he posted some, he gave some pictures to um, OK Magazine. It was like an exclusive, you know, and he, he definitely, you know, looks like he was punched in the face quite a few times. Um, and he claims that he was assaulted by a prison guard in the uh, in a closet, basically. Who uh, said that he was going to teach him how to perform oral sex? And uh, I just I, oh, no. And apparently, when it didn't work out to the guard's satisfaction, he beat you know Joe. Um, on the one hand, I could see where Joe, um, who's been in solitary for part of the time he's been, mm -hmm. in prison, uh, I could see where where Joe might be the target for some people. Um, but I'm just surprised that he would outright say a prison guard raped me. Well, when you sent me the link and I was like, oh, okay, magazine. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And I, I mean, I did see the pictures and stuff and I, I don't know. Yeah. When you, when it's like, yeah, it was a prison guard. I feel almost like, like it was a different time kind of thing. Like, and I don't know for me, I'm like, yeah. is that really happening now? You know, like if if he had said it was an inmate, okay, I totally buy that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't Look, know. I firmly believe that occasionally prison guards rape people. 
Right, right, of course. But if I'm Unfortunately. in and I've been raped by a guard, I'm not going to like go to a magazine and say, oh, I look, I've been raped by a guard. Right. Because it just seems like that's going to put an even bigger target on your ass. Mm-hmm. But, Literally, yes. Right? I mean, it just doesn't seem like the way you would have handled that, you know? Um, I don't know. It, I mean, what is it that he hopes to gain? Like, it seems to... almost to me like Joe got beat up, mm-hmm. sold his, his thing to the magazine to get some money. Right. And threw in the rape thing to make it worse, you know? Mm-hmm. But... And I mean, and if if what he says is completely true, then that is absolutely unfortunate. That should not be happening. Um, But yes, it's kind of like, well, it is coming from Joe Exotic's mouth. So, (laughs) you know, if you've seen a Tiger King, then you're going to understand that maybe. You know, and apparently you may have already heard about this. You know, he's talked about being raped as a child. Have you seen that? No, no. Yeah, he said, apparently, you know, he's been going through therapy while in prison. Okay. And so he, uh, you know, mentioned that he had been raped as a child, apparently when he was like um, five years old was Mm -hmm. the time he was raped. Um, And, you know, he's talking about, you know, how that has impacted, you know, his life and so forth. Um, And I mean, and that's true. I mean, having any kind of sexual assault or anything like that in your childhood speaking from some experience you know it it stays with you it doesn't it it becomes very much a part of who you are unfortunately um so you know if that that would explain maybe some of his behavior i mean you know the stuff that we got to see on the show um but i mean yeah again if if that did happen that is certainly unfortunate because i mean i don't think um anyone really deserves to to especially when you're in a captive situation where you're in jail it's not like you can just walk away um yeah i mean that is certainly unfortunate now to me the most disturbing news about the tiger king stuff all this week is uh that carol baskin who killed her husband is now going on Dancing with the Stars. Why did you take my thunder? Did you I'm not gonna, see? That's called, that's called a fucking segue. I'm no, a, no, 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 no. It's not a segue, especially when I deliberately put her name last so that we could further discuss it because I'm sure you really wouldn't care about some of the other people on the list. So that was, well, anyway, so Asbury rudely <laughs> inserted, it is now season 29 of Dancing with the Stars. I have literally never watched an episode of Dancing with the Stars. I know it All is. All I know is, is they did my man Tom Bergeron wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I've never watched an episode either. Um, you know, I've certainly, um, throughout the years, I've heard about the winners, people who've been on it. So I, I feel like this show had already jumped the shark, but of course this year it's like a whole new, like a whole new everything. The the host the is whole new not, shark. right. Um, and not um, Tom Bergeron is not on it. It's just, and anyway, I'm rambling. Tw- season 29 features um, people like Johnny Ware. He is an Olympics figure skater who I actually, you know, I like, I did follow him for a bit in his yeah. career. AJ McLean from Backstreet Boys. Awesome. Charles Oakley, who is an NBA legend. 
Vernon Davis. He was in the NFL. Nev Schulman, who was the host and I think the executive producer of Catfish. The rapper Nelly. <laughs> Actress Anne Heche. Actor Jesse Metcalf. Um, TV host. Now, I like I like Nelly back when she was on. Um, Nelly, she. Yeah, she was back on uh, um, Little House on the Prairie. Uh, she was a bitch. Okay, yeah, but this is not the same Nelly. Yeah. So, um, TV host Jeannie May, uh, the coach from Cheer, of course, huge hit on Netflix, Monica Ald- Aldemont. Oh, I didn't even recognize her name. Okay. Yep, she is going to be on it. And of course, as you mentioned, Carol Baskin. And yes, I think, I mean, obviously they were really going for some people that would get viewership up. Um, So, I mean, the fact that they have two Netflix blockbusters, Cheer and Tiger King represented, um, I'm curious to see how many people may actually watch. I, for a moment, contemplated and i've been i've gone through this throughout some of the series where it's like oh maybe you should, i should watch and it's like no no so i am i do not plan to watch but i do think that the casting choice of adding carol baskin was a interesting one yeah i imagine some people will tune in for it but uh yeah but i also imagine that she'd be among those that would go early i would think so i don't know i don't know but I'm not going to watch it. I did find that it was interesting. What was also interesting is that apparently it's being shopped around Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, maybe coming back to TV, but not in the way that we think. Um, it is not, none of the original actors are going to be in this this rendition, but it is a 2020s version of the show that I believe they're just going to call Bel-Air. And so it's going to take a look at the more seedy side of the things that on the show, the original show was kind of comical or just, you know, it's intended to be a drama. It's, it's not a comedy. And the, it was, uh, I think it kind of came out of this viral video that was go- that's been going around online. And just seeing pieces of that video, it looks very compelling. It, to me, it looks like it could be very interesting. I think I heard that the the lead character is going to be a girl. Uh, not well. It, that wasn't the case in the um the trail the the clips that I saw. Yeah, see, I haven't seen any clips. I was just I thought I'd heard that. I, I mean, I I don't know. I'm only taking my information from what I saw on E News and and you know read there. So, so yeah, I I I think it's interesting when they do like in this case where it's like a reboot, but it's actually a different take on it. I think I find that more compelling than, oh, we're going to go back to the same show. Um, so I am curious to see who picks this, who picks up the show. And, and um, I mean, I could see it as something that's maybe like on stars or one of the, yeah, possibly even Netflix. Um maybe right. Hulu, but it, if the, if it does get made, I, I am a little curious about, about watching it. So. Yeah. I'd rather that Will came back and played like, you know, the, the uncle. <laughs> that would be, that would be interesting. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, I mean, I think, you know, there's still shows out there that are apparently still being made in the process of being made. And I'm hopeful that, 
I'm hopeful that Corona, as it is right now, gets some sort of <laughs> um, cure or something soon. Yeah. Um, I mean, as bad as it sounds, like I don't mind being cooped up. What I do mind is that, you know, like if you're cooped up, you want to watch TV. And granted, there's so much stuff that's out there that many people have never seen or heard of. So discovering it for the first time is cool. But, you know, I also still have shows that are, you know, were in production that, you know, I'm like, I, I want to know what's going on. So, right. um, yeah, I don't want my, <laughs> so selfish. I don't want my brother to go back to work necessarily. Um, but I, you know, we want some more TV. <laughs> what is he still being paid uh no he's getting uh, he's on an unemployment okay yeah then at some point brother needs to go back to work right um because yeah the way their industry works is very different than most and so yeah he is he is he is um on an unemployment right now because it's almost yeah. as if they're like a contract employee or not well i said i no take away employee uh but yeah they're they're it's the contract it's, worker. Yes, he's a contract worker. I think he's like a part of the union and that kind of stuff. But um, you know, it's like whenever they fit, they wrap for a season, those months that that um happen in between, you know, the, the end and the start of another season, they don't actually get a paycheck. And so that's why they'll be day players or something. They'll go and work on other projects during the downtime right. just to get paid. You know, he's really good about saving money throughout the year so that, you know, during that period, he likes to actually take off. So like he will be off for a couple of months and then when he gets back to work, you know, he's, you know, his, his, his schedule's crazy. And he, you know, he's there sometimes 12, 14 hours a day. Um, so, you know, I can understand the desire to, to, to want to take a couple months out off if you're kind of, you know, going full tilt for months on end. So, yeah. So anything interesting coming up for you this week? Mm. I don't think so. I mean, uh, Monday I'll probably sleep till noon. So, uh, you know, that'll be nice. That's late for you. That's really late. Oh, for that's you. extremely late. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that. No, I don't really have any major plans. Nor do I, but that is usually how it works. I'm sure something will pop up as far as things for us to the, to discuss. Uh, oh, yeah. So I oh, guess. Oh, 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 so I tried to call you the other day, and you like brushed me off because you had me. I was in a meeting. Yeah, right. Like I'm not more important. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I, I just wanted a quick thing to tell you is I had gone to my yes. dinner and you know, they have that one lady there who's like a very touchy kind of person. Mm -hmm. So she comes out, you know, uh, to get me in the, the waiting room and she always calls me professor, which is, <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, which it was doubly weird because the next day when I went back to school, uh, a, a fellow teacher called me professor. Oh my gosh. Like, what's up with this? But anyway. So they uh, had you sit in a waiting room? I didn't know that was still a thing. None of the doctor's offices up here that I'm aware of, or dentists for that matter, because I went to my dentist this, this past week. All week. the ones around here still have waiting rooms, yeah. No, they don't let you sit in the waiting rooms here anymore. You wait in the car. You let them yeah. know once you've gotten there. That's the way my the hair car. person does. Yeah. yeah. Then, then they call you when it's time for you to come in. Right. Well, she okay. came and she said, uh, you know what? Hey, professor, you know, how have you been? And, and she like, you know, took my hand and like rubbed the back of my hand, right? Oh my gosh. So we come in and uh, I said, yeah, it's been a long time since I've been here. And uh, 
because that means it's Corona thing, sorry. And, uh, and she goes, oh, I know, it does feel like that, doesn't it? She says, but you look like you haven't changed a bit. She says, you got that longevity in you. <laughs> really? And, uh, and she goes, yeah, you know how I can tell? I said, how? She says, because you've got that beautiful, smooth skin. Oh, my like, God. My cheek, you know, kind of like rubbed my cheek. No, she didn't. know. Yeah, so I laughed. I said, well, well thank you. And I, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is, no, that's, that's not okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't take, I don't take offense to it. I but think still, that's really creepy. You know? Yeah. I did think, you know, well, if I were, if, the, if like the genders were reversed. Exactly. But, but as a dude, I just, I still laughed. I mean, I literally laughed when she said it because I didn't know what to say. I was like, well, thank you. Um, it's smooth skin. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, she rubbed my cheek. So, that so was, was this everyone um, was masked during that time or? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I, I guess at least that's going on, but I, yeah, that's just unreal to me. That no, it, I mean, yeah, and like you said, I think it's you know because you're male and it's happening to you, but as a female, it's like it'd be like you know definitely a WTF kind of moment. It's like um, you're getting a little too familiar, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I know that you've been subjected to this kind of abuse for years. So that's <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I, in my teens, I had a sexual encounter with a uh, a woman, a girl, I guess. And, uh, and yeah, she invited me over and she, she basically had me, um, you know, go down on her. And then afterwards she was like, she got like dressed, you know, was ready to go. Right. And, uh, and I remember thinking, man, I, I've been, I feel like I've been used. You never told me about that. Yeah. Huh. I said, I, I feel like I've been like used like a piece of meat and, and, oh, wow. and I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. Oh my God. Of course you would think I was pretty cool. Then again, you were a teenager. So yeah, it would be. But, you know, as a dude, it's like. I mean, if I were a girl, I imagine that would be like a traumatizing experience. It, yeah, it is a traumatizing experience. Like, I, I've it, had that it, happen, essentially. It, so It just felt, it felt so funny, you know, to be in that position and have it reversed from, you know. Oh, my gosh. Think of it in your head. And so I remember actually thinking, well, that's, that's kind of cool. You know, I'm just, I'm just like a piece of sexual meat. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Well, I can't, I'm not using that as the title. But okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Well, I guess until next time. I guess you could call it WAP, that smooth, smooth skin. Already used WAP last week. Yeah, I know. And plus, it sounds way bad. Yes. Smooth skin. So. Yeah. Thank you for putting that back into my head, but okay. You're welcome. All right. So we'll do this again next Saturday, right? Um, I, I guess, sure. sure. <laughs> hey, at least this episode, we didn't have to talk about anybody dying. So. Not this time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Our first two episodes of the season were about dead people. Yeah. So. So knock on wood. Yeah, let's not make that a trend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, hopefully right. next week, um, T'Challa will be with you. Does he ever? He's with you earlier at times, though, on Saturdays, correct? Uh, usually on Saturdays, um, if he doesn't spend the night on Friday, usually on Saturdays he comes uh, at like ten in the morning. Um, but you know, he was up late last night with the football game, right? Right. That kind of stuff. So, so for those our, our audience that love T'Challa, um, 
he will be back hopefully next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.